So let's just end the argument early and start off by saying that the music created in the 1980s will always and forever be the best music in all the universe forever and all eternity. I think that's agreed upon universally. I mean, it I know I know it's kind of foolish of me to like even present it like if it was a contest or an argument, but I mean, it, it's just, I think it's important to understand that I am on that, I am on the elitist page when it comes to music, because my taste, of course, is with all other elitists. <laughs> like, anyway, so growing up, I listened to a lot of 80s music, and my my reasoning for this is because of my dad, obviously, I mean... I was born in the 80s, but I was technically raised in the 90s, you know? And that I think that's that's kind of argumentative because, like, people say 90s kids a lot. Like, they'll say, like, oh, I'm a 90s kid because I watched this. And I don't know what that means sometimes because people will say that. And I'm like, actually, that's, like, early 2000s. Like, sometimes people will be like, yeah, I'm a 90s kid because I, I experienced this in 98 and 99. And I'm wondering, does that make me like an 80s kid? Because I experience things from like 88 and 89. Or, I mean, I don't know how that works. I, I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not with, the, with the trend as far as understanding what it means to be a 90s kid. Because in my opinion, when someone say they're a 90s kid, I assume they mean they were born and raised in the 90s. But then when we talk about interests, it's like they're talking about stuff that happened in the early 2000s. So I, I get confused easily. Anyway, I consider myself a quote-unquote raised by the 90s kid. <laughs> because I was that's when I was a kid. Like, I was two years old by 1990. So I don't have any memory of the 80s, unfortunately. Very, very sad, I know. But um, in the 90s, I did watch everything from the 80s because we were broke. You know, like... I watched 80s sitcoms, and um, I remember The Hobbit from the 80s, the animated version, and The Transformers. The best movie ever to be filmed, period, was the animated version of Transformers from the 80s, you know? And um, a lot of good stuff came out in the 80s, music being the primary. Because the music in the 80s was experimental. In the 70s, it was mostly uh, rock. And they say heavy rock, but they were experimenting and figuring out what heavy rock even was. And, you know, Jimi Hendrix was uh, a champion with experimental music as well as experimental drugs. But when it came to his music, he did like he did his drugs, experimented. (laughs) So, like, he, he tried things out. And, like, he was creating sounds that no one had ever heard before that today you can buy in a wah pedal or a fuzz pedal you know like these pedals you can go out and just buy them that have the sound that he created but he literally invented those sounds by by like doing strange things to his guitar and his chords and his amps and everything it was very experimental and um the beatles did the same thing um, man, I'm trying to remember that one song. They used like a tennis ball 
uh, with a string on their bass or something. And I'm trying to remember the song. Come together right now over me. Doom, 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 that. So that was the bass, right? That doom, 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 like that. You could do that today on the bass, but the actual sound that they produced was all experimental. And it was like throwing, it had like a tennis ball on the string. You just Google it. I don't know. I, I, I know I've read this somewhere. Anyway, what I'm getting at is in the 70s and 60s, they were like experimenting with sounds. Whoops. I got cut off there for a minute. Anyway, so they were experimenting with sounds in the 60s and 70s. But it was mostly using the equipment they had of that time. And that was primarily amps and messing around with distortion and doing like these these physical hardware experimental things to try to make uh, unique sounds. And with the end of the 70s going into the 80s, and it was actually around in the 60s as well, but it was not as well as well used was uh synthesizer sounds in the 80s is when it really came to life like it was popping it was everything and and anything had synthesizers in it but but in the 70s it was pretty rare because like 50s and 60s to create the synthesizer sound i guess that's not that's not the proper way to say it because realistically the synthesizer was trying to make sounds that the 60s and 70s were making with real instruments this would have been like with violins and cellos and like like brass and orchestral music. They were using those type of instruments to create uh, certain background noises. And in the 80s, they, they finally mastered it. Like late 70s, early 80s, when they finally mastered being able to recreate an orchestral violin or cello or, uh, you know, a batch of them together by hitting the stroke of a few keys like on a synthesizer so it was revolutionary and that gave us the most amazing music in the world and um like have you heard the song uh from uh who sings it who sings it the final countdown that's europe isn't it the final so you know that real hardcore synth like you know like the best synth line in the world i remember the first time i heard that it was straight euphoria like i was like i just i was lifted up and put into a whole other level like i was I was ascended into a whole other plane of living and I thought what is this and I realized it was uh it was 80s music <laughs> and so I was th- blown away and uh to this day that is like the sound that draws so much attention you don't believe me that it's the best music look at uh the artists modern artists look at I think it's the weekend and John Mayer and Ariana Grande like you listen to their songs today and and google their inspiration and guess what it's the 80s especially John Mayer's recent album he came out with one something I don't know it's called like uh oh it's not cry it's a different word for cry oh what is it called man sob I think it's the sob rock and um it was it was meant to try to replicate the rock sound 
from the 80s like this the the interesting guitar sound that they had because here's the here's the thing rock was still pretty big and um in the 80s it didn't die down they came out with a new i think it was called a uh, hair something with hair like big hair music or something weird like that and uh man i can't remember what it's called but anyway, it's because everybody had these ridiculously oversized, like, wig-looking haircuts. But it wasn't wigs. They were huge. It was their hair. And uh, also in the 80s, they started to experiment with products in the hair. Anyway, so why am I obsessed with this? Because I am, all right? But what I'm getting at is music today is so different. Like, they, I feel like we have everything we need. All the resources in, from money to contraptions to hardware to software everything to make like the most amazing sounds in the world and we revert back to the 80s because <laughs> it was so good man it was that good in the 90s they try to bring it back right the 90s was like let's go back to just plugging in our guitars and not caring what it sounded like and just just go and you know you got grunge music and grunge took over for a little bit but it became very emo and what was interesting about it is it was all about like rage and passion and this artistry of like i have a messed up life and i'm gonna just i'm just gonna spew it all into this instrument and i remember growing up not knowing how to play an instrument i didn't play i didn't wasn't a part of band or anything like that i listened to a lot of rap music don't judge me because the rap music i listened to was actually good and you know this was like early jay-z and Ludacris. and were they vulgar yeah absolutely they were very vulgar they weren't like nwa vulgar but they were vulgar and i mean it, that's because rappers at that time were all they really rapped about was being bigger than the other guy that's pretty much what rap music sat around it became this angsty i'm better than you i make more money than you i got more girls than you and my uh, 25 inch rims are bigger than your your dubs than your 20 inch rims like that's what rap music was and I loved it and I was there for it and um, I my my last few albums that I had were Eminem I had like every Eminem album he was very angry that guy 50 Cent uh, because he was brought into the rap game through Eminem and then I had some Jay-Z and Ludacris. Like, I, I remember Jay-Z coming out with the White Album saying, like, this is, like, the last album. And then he came out with, like, 20 other albums after that. But, you know, Hova. And I remember listening to Kanye when he first came out. Um, he did a song called Jesus Walks. Crazy story about that song. I was, like, stoned out of my mind because I, I smoked as a teenager. I was real high. I'm in the car with some dude and my sister and i think another guy or i may have imagined someone else there i don't remember but i remember we were we hot boxed and we're all just you know high and um as my brain cells were removing themselves from my mind i this song came on the kanye west jesus walks jesus walks you know and and i remember hearing it and i i had dissected this song in my head and all stoned out and just completely high i was like everybody listen to me shut up i'm gonna tell you what the song is about 
and I said, check out this verse right here. So Kanye's rapping, and I'm like, you see, he's talking about this girl. Listen to what he's saying, and you know, she stumbles across this church. Boom, life is saved. But next, next person, and like I was like breaking down uh, Kanye's lyrics and expressing salvation through the songs. We didn't go to church. I was not saved yet. I did not give my life to Jesus. I wasn't even religious at this point anymore. Like, I just saw myself as just some dude that smoked weed. And, like, when it came to religion, it was like, yeah, I'm a Catholic, I guess, whatever. But this song, Jesus Walks, from Kanye, something about his lyrics and the music, everything about it was like, I, I, I'm telling you, I can explain this song to you while I'm high. And that's what happened. Anyway, that was a side note. So, music. Music, I did not appreciate music. Like, I liked rap music because I paid attention to the lyrics. I liked how they flowed. I liked how rhythmic they were and the po poetic side of them. I thought they they actually tried hard back then. Like the lyrics actually were trying to rhyme and be very like descriptive, not just like a good beat. In fact, realistically, most of the beats back then were pretty garbage if you think about it. But it wasn't about the beat. It was about the guy rapping to it, like listening to Tupac or Biggie Smalls, like, they had, they had some pretty crummy beats, and people try to act like they had, they had the best beats in the world, right, like, oh, yeah, this is a good one, no, man, this is boring, this is boring, it's lame, there's not a lot going to it, but the guy can flow, and there's something about listening to that flow that really changed it up for me, when I got saved, um, I knew right off the bat, I probably shouldn't be listening to this music anymore, and that was mostly out of my own conviction. There was just something about putting on a Jay-Z song, listening to about having 99 problems, and a female was not one of them. And the way he uh, was very vulgar in his explanation made me feel like, maybe I shouldn't be listening to this guy, you know? And uh, these they, they, they're gonna become role models to my life, and that's not the life I'm trying to live anymore. So, uh, I should probably stop and that hurt me because one of my favorite bands of all time back then was Outkast. I absolutely was obsessed with Outkast. Andre, before he was Andre 3000, back when he was rapping on Equimini was like, I mean, that was my everything. Sitting down, Equimini, Gemini, like listening to them rap, him and Big Boy was amazing. So. Deciding that I'm going to change up my flavor in music was a big deal to me. And I listened to Christian music. I put on a Christian CD and it was a guy hitting the guitar and singing. And I might as well have listened to Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. That's a big turnaround, you know, from like some hot beats from Outkast. Like, it's the whole world. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the melody, everything about it was so different. And I was no longer tapping my feet and, and clicking my heels and, and snapping my fingers. I was like, what is this? I'm just being honest, man. Christian music wasn't very good. And then someone showed me Christian rap. And I actually have an acronym for most Christian rap. It is, um, it's crap. <laughs> I am sorry for all the Christian rappers out there. That's not true. There's some... Okay, so this is what turned me around. This is what turned me around. I listened to somebody called Flame and Ambassador. 
two different guys. One was Flame, one was Ambassador, and these guys could rap. I mean, they they brought back the feels that I had during listening to rap early on. Like, but the difference is the passion they had when they were rapping wasn't about girls and rims and all this other, you know, garbage. It was about Jesus. Like they were rapping, they were flowing like hard talking about salvation and repentance and trying to act hard when you're not because you're not because you ain't nobody next to god you know god's the best and like them rapping was like man this is i like this and there was something about it that really grabbed a hold of my spirit and then i was introduced to another band it's a rock band called pillar and uh, they were the same thing. They had this passion and this energy that was like, I'm bringing it and I'm letting you know that I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing because of Jesus. And I, I, I've never seen or heard anything like that. And here's the irony. I got saved at a Christian concert and it wasn't the Kumbaya songs they were playing. They were rapping and playing hardcore rock music. I mean, there, there was a guy on stage that was doing System of a Down, but he changed the lyrics to where it was like preaching Jesus through a system of a down song like that that kind of stuff grabs your attention you know and that that was something that really perked my ears like whoa this is this is different and then to find out that there is a whole other genre of Christian music that actually was preaching was so new to me now I was interested like I was intrigued and I wanted to be a part of this I can absolutely see how anybody from the outside looking in would say, this is lame. Like, this is not cool. But when you're trying to be a Christian and live for God, you realize it's not about trying to be cool. It's not trying to be hip or trendy or what's in. It's about like, man, what's going to feed my spirit? Because that's, that's, what, that's what happens when you get saved. You give your life to Jesus. All of a sudden, it's like, whoa. I had this new appetite that wasn't there before and it's 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 for the opposite of sin. It's no longer about sinning and being destructive and all this. It's now like I want to be joyful and do the right things and it's hard because you have another side of you that's like I don't want anything to do with it. And believe it or not, music plays a big part of that. The kind of stuff you're listening to will absolutely either vex your spirit or completely refresh your spirit and music is huge so when i tried to listen to worship music yeah i wasn't into it i'm just being honest and a lot of it is because i just didn't appreciate music and then i was invited to be in a band and i was only going to the church for like six seven months and someone came up to me and was like hey you want to be in my band and i said absolutely like that sounds like the coolest thing in the world i uh, heck yeah sign me up and they're like awesome what do you play oh, i don't play anything i don't know i don't know any instrument i've never picked up an instrument in my life and you know this guy could have been like oh well you kind of need to know how to play but instead he was like you know what i'll teach you how to play bass and i said awesome and that's that's how that's where it all started and i started to study and um so it was a, it was very different than just practicing because that's what i knew right I, I figured if i'm gonna get good at this i needed to practice and that's what i did i practice all the time but there's a new element there's a god factor when it comes to playing music for a band that's going to be preaching like we're that that's what our band was going to do we were going to be 
turning lyrics around. Like that guy that was playing the System of a Down song in his band, but doing like Christian lyrics. And not like, oh, we enjoy the Lord and we just love God. No, that's worship music. And there's a place for that. But this was evangelical. You know, this was like, we're going to reach out and change our lyrics to grab a hold of people so they can get saved. So this is like preachy music, okay? This isn't just like, I love God music. This is like, no, uh, if you don't get saved, if you don't like pay attention to what the Bible says, guess what? There's a place known as hell and it's real. Like that's what this, that's what these lyrics were gonna be. These are gonna be more in your face. And um, because of that, I said, man, I need to learn this instrument, man. And I, I don't know. There's a scripture in Psalms 137. That's right. There's that many Psalms. There's a little bit more than that. But in Psalms 137, verse 5 and 6, David is singing, O Jerusalem, if I forget you, may my right hand wither, or may my right hand forget its skill, and may the tongue of in my mouth click to the top of my mouth so I won't be able to sing. And then there's another translation of that in the message translation that says that may my right hand uh, wither to the floor like leaves and my tongue like disperse. It's pretty intense. But what he's getting at, David is saying like this skill of learning music and singing and playing an instrument is for you. It's for God. And if I do this for myself, may it not work out. So I prayed that prayer. I said, God, that's what I want. You know, I want to be able to, to turn this around and do it for you. And um, that was like 15, 16 years ago. And I've learned a couple instruments since then. And my kids are learning instruments. And, you know, I'd never had that before salvation. Now, I can see why music grabs a hold of people and they get very interested beforehand. It's in us, right? It's in us to just enjoy music. You hear a good beat. You hear something that makes you bop your head and tap your feet. You know, and it's like, okay, I like this. And it's, you don't realize that it's spiritual until you're awakened, I guess. Like when you, when you get saved, it's, you're born again is what it's called. You start to experiment with music all over again and it's different. It's like, experiment, it's like experiencing music for the first time all over again. And this time with a spiritual perspective. And I never saw music like that before. But it very much is so. And if you don't believe me, just look at the lyrics of all the songs. Everybody's talking about primarily sex. Realistically, most songs are about a guy and a girl. Or I guess in today's world, it don't matter. <laughs> just a guy and a guy, girl, it don't matter. But most songs are about, um, I mean, just sexual tension. And dating and wanting to get the... Get the uh, get the partner go out and find somebody and even if it's for one night or if it's for forever that's what most songs revolve around and then other songs are all about yourself it's very like narcissistic and it's very like full of myself so to be a part of uh not just one band i've been in many bands but to be a part of uh i guess a ministry right like with these people the purpose is to either grab a hold of hearts to bring them closer to god or to worship god that's like the only two reasons i ever play anything is like to worship god or bring people close to god even when i'm creating instrumentals i'm thinking where can i throw this somewhere can i use this for like a haunted house that we're going to use for church can i use this for uh, a skit somewhere can i you know, there's always something like where can this be used for ministry one for the glory of god or two to bring people to god and that's kind of it the music industry today is 
definitely fallen short of that very far. Well, that's never been their uh, focal point, I guess. But it makes me feel for, uh, well, for the future, man, for the generations to come. Like, they're going to be introduced to music for the first time and they're going to be digging it and not realize that the lyrics that they're listening to are hot trash. You know, like they're just steaming garbage that's talking about uh, sleeping together and partying. And, and, and you know, there's, there's songs out there that are talking about enjoying a really bad time. Like, it's just, it's bizarre, but that's, that's, that's the world we live in, and music plays a huge role, makes, it it plays such a bigger role than people think, and I am so grateful to get saved at such a young age to be able to identify music in a whole new way, and now, listening to songs, I'm listening for everything and anything, man, I'm listening to the drums, I'm listening to the way the guy sings, or the girl, or the girl sings, or the background singers, or the melody lines, and harmonies, and if it's a synthesizer, if it's a guitar, if it's a bass, if it's, uh, you know, some cellos in there, I mean, everything and anything, and this is not who I was before I got saved, this is an absolute transformation, where I am just musically awakened and inclined and trying to really grab a hold of everything. I'm not that great of a musician, but I at least know that God did something in me that says, you need to pay attention. And I look at my kids and I'm like, this isn't for me, this is for you. I can tell because God's gonna you know, continue to evolve in me with music, but I can tell, oh, this is definitely for my children somewhere down the line they're going to be doing amazing things and my kid my oldest daughter sang the national anthem for a play and she did amazing i mean and i'm not just saying that right because you know how dads are like oh my kid's just the greatest singer and they sound like horrible no 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 my kid it was she was on key people were trying to hum it and she like was able to go over them because it's like y'all y'all ain't doing it right and (laughs) and like i mean she sounded phenomenal she sounded phenomenal and um and i know a lot of that is because that's something god put in her man i didn't put that in there i i i didn't start singing until way later like i sure i sang worship songs but i know i had a struggle with being on key and whatnot i started singing and playing in a band way years down the road when i felt more comfortable but man watching her makes me realize okay all right i need to pay attention I need to pay attention to the music of today, what she's listening to, what she's going to give herself to. And I I know she's going to be like any other kid, an experiment. That happens. They're all going to experiment and find music on their own and probably find some hot garbage. All I can do is pray that God will will open her eyes and help my kids to be able to see uh, the good stuff versus the bad stuff. And hopefully she doesn't get caught up in what... A lot of these other kids get caught up in, man, where they think the good stuff, they're like, oh, I just listened to it for the beat, but they're like talking about horrible things. Like, I hope, I hope they can get past that and just believe God for, to, to put it in, in them and then have them see the, the clean stuff, you know? And, and I know I got to do my part as a parent, but I also don't want to have to completely dictate every decision, you know? I, I want, I want God to put something in them where they just naturally know. I, I don't need this. The way God awakened me and showed me all those songs I was listening to, I was like, dude, if this is going to be what leads me, I need to listen to some better stuff. The music's good, but these lyrics, man, there's a spirit behind what he's talking. And I need to, I need to go the other way. 
I hope my kids can have that same thing. And music is uh, it's revolutionary. It's re- it helps the world revolve. It really does. I don't think a lot of people realize that when they put on the radio or they just throw on music onto their or whatever, you know, like it music it can really grab a hold of us and do a whole lot more than just make us tap our feet, man. It can, it can lead to some crazy actions. And you got to be aware. You got to be aware, man. Music is there for a reason. And my opinion, it's there meant it's meant more for evangelizing, bringing people closer to God and then also worshiping God. And I mean, that's a whole other conversation in itself.